when saying nothing at all says it all. So how is that a part of the Christmas story on today's podcast? Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. And ready or not, it is the Christmas season. Um, Technically... It has been the Christmas season since November 1st, but I digress. It is officially after Thanksgiving and therefore all of the purists finally have their tree up. Um, And we are so excited at God's Word Gives Hope to walk through the season with you to help all of us just keep our focus on Christ. So thanks for letting us be a part of your Mondays. We'll drop a new episode every Monday during this Advent series, and we are calling it Hidden Treasures. Every Monday leading up to Christmas, you are invited to unwrap a new treasure from the Christmas story that you might not have ever considered Mm -hmm. or thought much about. And we pray that these truths will just bring peace and joy into your season that can be anything but joyful or filled with peace. peaceful. Yes. Yes. So, and also make sure you stick around to the end of the podcast where we'll, we will talk about what next week's treasure is going to be. Um, and right now we thought we'd give you a couple of ideas for some Christmas presents. Yes. So while we may love giving gifts, sometimes the whole process of trying to figure out what to give someone adds to our stress. Mm-hmm. So we have a few gift ideas for you. And the first one is I have a Christmas coaching package. It is a three-session package that has no expiration date. So the recipient can begin coaching in the new year whenever it's best for them. And the cost is $75 per session with the package being around $220. I love the idea of that as a present because it is the kind of gift that keeps going. Adults, we buy the things we want or need that are physical in nature, but we rarely invest in like moving forward or our mental and emotional health. And so I love the idea of the Christmas package. I also think that it will keep you out of the doghouse, unlike the thing that you plug in. So visit JanaeShatleyCamp.com for more details and to purchase that package. (laughs) That's right. I set up this a long time ago. I told Tony, I said, you know, because we are, we've been in ministry, so we have a self-employed status on our taxes, which means that you have a housing allowance. And I told him early on, if it can be written off on our taxes as a housing allowance, then it's not a good Christmas gift. There it is. (laughs) Well, we have another idea for you. We are going to be a part of a second Replenish Women's event. It's coming in March, March 1 of 2024. And... We are charging this time a minimal amount, though, but to help cover the cost, it's only $10, and it would be a great gift to give another woman, bless them with an evening that will replenish her heart and her soul as we worship together, we are in the Word together, and they would have a chance to be in community with other women. So to buy your Christmas present of a Replenish Women's ticket, just go to replenishwomen.com. And you can find out all the information you need and get your ticket there. Well, for all of you out there who 
can't wait for Christmas and you're just dying to open a Christmas present, let me just go ahead and say up front that today's hidden treasure is assurance. Does anyone else besides me need <laughs> assurance? Want to know I'm on the right, you know, I'm going in the right direction. I'm on the right track. Yeah, I would say that assurance is one of those things that we need in almost every area of our life. But I think in the natural world, there's really easy places to see like roadmaps and things that are giving us that idea. But sometimes in our spiritual lives, it can feel like we're going, where, where is this assurance coming from? And so I love what we're talking about. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of background before we get to our verses in Luke. But we are going to be talking about when the Israelite people have been living under the bondage of Rome. God has been silent for 400 years. That really sets the stage for this conversation. That's a long time for people to have not heard from him. Yes, um, way too long. <laughs> but they are still faithfully, faithfully following the procedures of the temple, the sacrifice. And so that's kind of where we enter this story. Um, I would consider it like a prequel to the Christmas story. So we're going we're gonna to see Zechariah, who is a priest who serves God. And it was his turn to be in the sanctuary lighting incense. So he is going about all of the pieces of his role as a priest and doing them right. And then boom, an angel appears next to him in the sanctuary. And he tells Zachariah that he and his wife, who have been unable to have children, will have a son. And the son will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth, which is totally unheard of for that time. And that this son, John, would turn the Israelites towards God and lay this scene for Jesus to arrive, which is a huge deal. So an angel appearing says all of this, and we're going to pick up with Zechariah's response. So Luke 1, verse 18, Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I am an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why he was taking so long. While he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. So can we just stop and talk about what Zachariah was doing in the temple in the first place and how he got there and how this all ties in to the theme of assurance. So let me go back and read verses 8 through 11. One day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priest, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the incense altar. So here we have Zechariah showing up for work as usual. No big deal. It was time for one of the priests to go in and offer prayers on behalf of all the people. And their system was to choose by lot, which was actually a common practice during that time. And the point here is what might seem like a random chance when we serve a sovereign mm -hmm. God, mm -hmm. he will use 
and what what once seemed random, we will witness the hand of God, which in itself just brings assurance. I love that. Well, and I just love what he was doing when the angel appears. So it says that he was at the incense altar. He was burning incense. And incense symbolized a lot. It had to do with the personal requests and the prayers and the longings of the Israelites, not just for their own lives, but a lot of the focus of that prayer was for the Messiah. So in studying and looking at some commentaries, this may have been the only time that he was chosen for this task because there was such a high number of priests at this time in Israel. And so I just think about the waiting and the praying and the stressing and the wanting to get it all right. You know, like, this is my turn. I get to do this and serve the Lord in this way. And then an angel just completely, you know, throws all of that off kilter. Um, and of course, like all the times that we see, it starts with do not be afraid because it would freak you out. Absolutely. And then you are told that God has heard your prayer. That is so good and profound. But Zachariah not only received the answer to his personal prayer, mm-hmm. which he probably had resigned that it was just going to, the answer was no. Yeah. It'd been a long time. Yes. But he also gets to hear the message first that the Messiah is on his way. Let's give Zechariah some grace here, though. Here we are on this podcast processing this. We've got time to think about all the nuances, how these pieces all fit together. But what are the chances Zechariah would be chosen to offer up prayers? And then that he's that was the role that he was carrying out. It wasn't like he was at doing the sacrifice or some of the other roles that they play out as a priest. He's doing the one of prayers and hope that God will answer their prayers. And it all ties into God's handiwork. But Zechariah responds, how can I be sure this will happen? You know, Zechariah was overwhelmed, like you said, and I think his practical brain kicked in. And well, can we just be honest when we are when we have something that jumps in or a circumstance or an interaction or conversation we weren't expecting, how often do we like use our best work first? Like it's almost always a oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. I wish I had I mean we will we replay things over and over instead of feeling confident at the beginning and poor Zachariah is talking to an angel. Yes. So even though he would have known the story of Abraham and Sarah very well, and even though he himself, he believed God, Mm -hmm. and he was believing in God that he would still come and one day the Messiah would come, he just gets tripped up on this practical piece. It doesn't make sense. They're old, right? And he just wants to make sure he's getting it right. So he's asking for assurance. Mm. I think that, you know, the sign that God uses to show the people that something had happened in the sanctuary as much as his silence speaks loudly to the people there. I feel like it is so loud to Zachariah because can you imagine you're a priest burning the incense that represents the prayers to God in your sanctuary and in the presence of God, an angel or an angel appears who says he was in the presence of God and he's got a message for you and your response is, are you sure? (laughs) Like, I can't imagine that this silence he's experiencing for the next nine months, 
Those last words are the ones reverberating in his head. God knows that we're old. Why did I tell God that my wife and I are old? Why would I question God when every other piece of the whole circumstance clearly pointed to, yes, this is from God. But God had been silent for 400 years. So maybe even Zechariah was thinking, why me? Why is he appearing right now to me? Right. So I know that Zechariah had to think through during that nine months of silence, was this a punishment? I know I would have gone there. You know, was this silence a punishment? Because he needed to be assured. And I think that's just something, and I don't know about you, listener, but that we may entertain and ask ourselves, is it okay to ask clarifying questions when we feel God has led us to do something? When do we cross the line of needing assurance to now we're in the lack of faith? Mm. And so I just need to confess, I walk this fine line a lot. I am the one who wants to make sure I'm getting it right. Is this where you said to go, God? Is is this how? Is this when? Is it okay for me to move forward now? What did you exactly mean? And here's what I've learned in my journey. I believe it is still faith. It's not a lack of faith to need assurance or ask for assurance. The lack of faith would be shown in the lack of movement. So if you are walking forward while you are seeking assurance, then you're still walking forward in faith. But assurance needs to be along the way, not a stop and freeze and allowing fear to paralyze us and make us stop. And then we become like the one talent uh person, servant who went and buried their talent out of fear rather than doing something. Does this make sense? What do you, what do you think, Amy? So I think this is a, it's a hard question to answer because there is a little bit of language that says, since you didn't believe from the angel that Zachariah would be silent, but does that mean punishment? Does that mean just a result of or a consequence of? Or does that mean let's intentionally build Zachariah's faith through this? And it reminds me of that story um, when a dad goes to Jesus for help in Mark 9 because his son has been tormented by demons. And the, the dad says to Jesus, if you can heal him. And Jesus says, what do you mean if I can? Jesus asked, anything is possible if a person believes. And I just love this father's response because I think it's this idea of faith and the need for assurance existing in the same places. He cries out, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. And I think that's what's happening here with Zechariah. Obviously, he believed God. Right. Uh, he is serving the Lord the very best way he knows how. But help me overcome my unbelief. And so I think that is what's happening is the Lord is intentionally narrowing Zachariah's field of vision with this silence to help him grow in his faith. Right. Well, let's shift for a moment and take the focus off of Zachariah's need for assurance and see how God turns this around as a gift. And I believe that's what God does. So let's put the focus on God. In verse 22, it says, when he finally came out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. So God takes Zachariah's need for assurance 
and gives him a sign which may feel like a punishment, but in turn, his inability to speak really hammered into those people that something God-sized just happened. And it really is a God-sized exclamation point Mm -hmm. that they need to stop and take a second look. What is going on here? What is God doing? Well, I even think it's a little bit funny because, you know, God has been silent for 400 years and here he is. He has just announced he is about to make the biggest move in human history, like bringing Jesus to the earth. And then he shares it with a guy and says, hey, you're going to be quiet with me too. Just a little, (laughs) we got nine more months of this silence. And I think it's just building that suspense. Like you said, it's drawing the people in because the people now know God is doing something but what is it? He can't tell us. What is it? Um, kind of like when you're watching a movie and the scene is serene and everything is lovely. And then all of a sudden the music starts in the background and it's like that clue, something is coming. And I feel like this is telling the people be on the lookout. God is clearly moving. Right. So hopefully this will be encouraging to you that assurance is a hidden treasure. Because we look at the Christmas story and how it all ties together is Zechariah was the first part of the telling Mm -hmm. that Christ is coming. And then Zechariah's need for assurance actually gets flipped around because Christ is our assurance. Now, Zechariah is gifted with the very first message of Christ coming into the world. And now he knew the Messiah was coming in his lifetime. So listener, I don't know if you're in a place where you need assurance that God is moving in your lifetime. He is going to do the thing that has been so hard. But I encourage you to keep taking the steps of faith that God has given you as you look to him to give you the assurance that he is moving and take heart because Christ has come. We have assurance because Christ has come and he has overcome the world. So let everything about this Christmas season be a sign to you that you have been provided the assurance that you need. I love that. I also love the hidden treasures, the whole idea of just unpacking and grabbing some of these treasure. So spoiler alert, next week, we are going to talk about someone who responded very differently than Zachariah did when they had their interaction with the angel. Mm -hmm. And our hidden treasure will be the gift of faith and how that ties in to the Christmas story. So I just want to remind you to check out the Christmas coaching package and the Replenish Women event as possible gifts this year for you or someone you love. And now I'm going to leave you with Jesus's words in John 16, 33. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To go deeper with the blog, visit godswordgiveshope.com. For more information on coaching with Janae, visit janaeshatleycamp.com. And to partner with us to help make God's Word Gives Hope possible, visit our website and click the Give button.